bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. It's a boilet or a boulette? It's like a toilet as a, with a boudet, or it's a boudet with a toilet. So it's a boulette, boulette, or toilet. <laughs> so we were arguing about the boudet and the toilet, and some people have two. Some are built in. I, I can't see the utility of using the bathroom on a toilet and then getting up and going to a boudet and then drying myself in a wedding. Like, it's like what? Build it into the toilet. Use the restroom. Use the boudet. Dry yourself. You're done, right? Anybody don't know what a boudet is? Okay. <sighs> I ain't that bougie. Okay, what, 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 what is... What'd he say? Tell me. I dare you. <clears throat> what? Didn't know it was a boudet. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever, dude. Really? Oh. Bougie. The fact that somebody knew, oh, yeah, there are two. You have one, and then you have the other one. You built in. And I'm like, really? Like, can, can you imagine building a house? Oh, let me decide. It's like a chandelier. Do I want a boudet? Do I want a toilet? Do I want a boudet and a toilet? Do I want it built in? I'm done. The fact that I had too many choices is like, is like entirely way, 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 too much. Number five. From JS Online, U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin is urging the U.S. Army to reconsider its decision to award 
AM General an $8.7 million, billion dollar contract to build the military's joint light tactical vehicle. In a letter sent to the Army on this past Wednesday, she has multiple concerns about the decision to end Oshkosh Corporation's seven years of building the troop transport truck, including the potential for a gap in new truck deliveries between the end of the current contract year next year and the start of production at a plant that AM General is actually building in Indiana. She also urged the Army to take a closer look at the South Bend, Indiana company's finances in light of the January 19th Moody's analysis that gave AM General a negative credit rating outlook. The report cites the company's very high financial leverage and weak liquidity and its limited capacity to absorb unanticipated operating and financial setbacks. 2020 acquisition of the company by a equity investor left AM General with $675 million in debt. And I guess that's why they need $8.7 billion to make sure that they actually get more money. Number four. Well, in letters sent to tenants last night, obtained by WISN News, Channel 12, the community within the corridor property management announced that tenants will not be able to return in the near future. Apartments were evacuated more than two months ago after detecting a toxic cancer-causing chemical called trichloroethylene. And on May 25th, the city Milwaukee Health Department issued an emergency health order and on March 31st, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources issued an emergency order and the tenants have not been in their homes since. And basically, they can't go back. It displaced more than 100 residents and the management team has been working on a vapor mitigation system for weeks with DNR and the city, Milwaukee uh, Health Department. They removed some of the contaminated soil. However, soil contamination is still beneath the building. And I guess that's why you get tests done. Now you got to be careful about where you where where you move to. The lease termination includes compensation for each household in the amount of five thousand dollars. One resident, uh, Diane Wilson Wynn, a single mother of four, hit her breaking point this week. She said, "I'm tired of moving. I'm tired of jumping around. I'm tired of living out of totes." She feels the management doesn't care about the residents displaced. So, would you need to go buy them? Like, go find them a new residence, or do you have other property that you can use? I don't know. Oh, well, I guess it won't matter. Number three. In the shooting of the one-year-old, the 27-year-old man is now charged in connection with the fatal shooting outside Atkinson Library on June 3rd. Uh, Devon Chapman is the accused, and he faces the following counts of first-degree reckless homicide and possession of a firearm by a felon. And so, really... Um, it looks like, according to the criminal complaint, Milwaukee police responded to a shot spotter alert that identified the sound of 11 gunshots near 19th and Atkinson that evening. That was Saturday the 3rd. Another officer responded to a fire station not far from the shooting scene, learned that a one-year-old later identified as Zaire Nevels was shot and had been taken to Children's and she later died. They found eight 9 millimeter casings in the street. 
This was close to the shot spotter alert. Detective spoke with the mother of Neville. She said the one-year-old was in a car seat just behind the driver, his father. The woman's three-year-old was in a car seat behind her. As they left their home, they said a white impala began following and then chasing them. And she could see the defendant driving and stated that Chapman was her best friend's husband and that she had been talking to the defendant and it escalated from there. And then he was watching the rearview mirror as they crossed West Capitol and saw muzzle flashes and heard gunfire. And the complainant then drove to the nearby fire station. So that one-year-old is now deceased and he's been found and charged and we'll see. How that goes. Number two. Three Wisconsin suburbs have been ranked in the 100 safest suburbs in the nation. Port Washington ranked 42nd safest. Grafton tied for 55th. And Waukesha was 100. Would you call Waukesha a suburb? It's not even connected to the city. You have to go through like two or three cities to get to Waukesha. Maybe four or five cities to get man. So it was conducted, blah, 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 talking too fast. The survey was conducted by Smart Asset, a financial technology company which is based in New York. They looked at the rate of violent crime, property crime, vehicular mortality rate, which calculates the number of traffic accident deaths, drug poisoning mortality rate, and the percentage of the suburbs residents who engage in excessive drinking. And you telling me those suburbs don't? Oh, that's right. They drive to Milwaukee to do that. Oops. Oops. Hmm. My bad. Number one. I've seen low things before, but then some things are just unconscionable. A Boy Scout troop in Milwaukee is trying to bounce back after the theft of its trailer and much of its equipment. For more than 80 years, Troop 61, Milwaukee's northwest side on 68th and Lisbon, provided opportunities for city kids to enjoy the great outdoors. Committee Chair Gene Gannell said, during the summertime, we do a lot of camping. Like, for a good example, our high schoolers are leaving on Friday for a high adventure trip, so we have to make you know some adjustments. Those adjustments are needed after someone stole their trailer from outside their headquarters at Mother of Good Council Church, 68th and Lisbon, on Sunday trashing it in the process. Surveillance video actually shows it being towed away by a truck. Who does that? Even though it was locked. They drove with the actual, so they put a boot on it, right? You know how you put a boot on a car when, when you owe tickets and you don't pay them? I, I know we're not talking about you, but, you know. And they, they towed it with the boot on it. You can see on the rim where it just keeps going and all the plastic is gone and then they, they must not care if they took it. You know, I, I just don't think they think about how it affects other people. Well, the trailer was found abandoned this past Wednesday. Three miles away, damaged door, damaged axle, damaged tongue, damaged power brakes, and every single thing inside of it, including an outboard motor for a boat, propane tanks for cooking, tools, and other essential equipment. It's gone. 
I mean, the police are investigating it. They have a few leads, but it's 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 terrible that someone would actually steal a Boy Scout uh, equipment truck. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Talking text line calls, all that stuff coming up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. June is National Homeownership Month, and the award-winning 1017 The Truth is partnering with Axe Housing and BMO Harris Bank to highlight the benefits of homeownership and the intergenerational wealth it can create. Tune in to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes all month long. He'll be speaking with real estate agents. Uh, mortgage lenders, home buying coaches, all that stuff about making the dream of home ownership a reality. Also, make sure you go to 1017thetruth.com right now. Sign up for our home buying seminar on Wednesday, June 14th, 5 to 7 p.m. Start on your path to home ownership with the truth. 1017thetruth.com. Sign up, home buyer seminar, Axe Housing, BMO Harris Bank, right there. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before I get to the talking text line, Al, we run the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm doing good, and I want to say happy Friday to everybody. Thank you, sir. Um, um, I'm, what's what I'm seeing that's going on in the world right now or just in our communities? Mm-hmm. I think there's an, uh, there's an addiction to ignorance. Because um, you have a lot of unhappy people. Or when I see people go out their way to do something because they made certain decisions in their life, they never want to take it up with self or or a higher power, but they always want to take it up with another human for some reason. You know, like when some people are just rude and disrespectful when they don't have to be. And then when certain people don't give in to their addiction of ignorance, they either he try to keep it going or give an excuse to continue to act that way. Because, you know, I pay attention to a lot of people, and a lot of the stuff that I see going on, it's within them, and they really don't have to act that way. So I always say it's easy to be ignorant, but it's even harder to do right. What do you think about that? I think you are 100% correct. I think we're, we're, at, a, we're at a precipice in in, in the world where people don't really grasp that they have, and I know people will disagree, and I'm talking about where, where all things are equal. We have the power to do whatever we want, to start a business, make as much money as we want, um, do the things that we want to do. We have access, and there's a group of us that don't have access, and those are the ones we need to work with work on but at some point 
just simple common courtesy is just something that everybody can do. But but we don't we don't have that anymore. And I think that is a by and I think the byproduct of that is being rude. Um, but but really, when people are rude and mad and always upset, they're mad at themselves. Yeah, because, you know, it was a situation where I seen a woman. She she asked a neighbor for help. She said, could you help me? And he went out the way to cuss her out. He let her dog out on her dog. And I was kind of hurt about it because I'm like, well, this is a woman, and she's asking for your help. Or another situation where a guy comes in the store, and he just want to fight other people who ain't even did nothing. I'm just like, how can you how can you be so addictive till you want to do something like that when people didn't even do nothing to you, but they try to welcome you mm-hmm. with open arms, but you take all this rage to do it to them, but you won't do that rage to protect them or take that rage up with the higher power. If you choose to believe in one, they help you get back on the right track. So that's why I was just calling in to figure out, I think it's just an addiction to ignorance. And I hang up and I want everybody to have a good day. All Thank right, you. you too, Al. Take care. You know, I think... <sighs> When he says addiction to ignorance, I'm trying to process that because if you're ignorant, you don't know. So can you be addicted to something you don't know? That's all you know. You don't, you don't know anything different. You don't, you don't see anything as being wrong. So that's what you do. You punch people in the face, you walk in, you scream and holler. Is it mental illness? I, I think we're blaming a lot of things on mental illness that aren't associated with mental illness. I think some people are just evil. And I've looked and seen people where they were just mean. So anyway, eight three three two one two. 1017 is the number. Kathy, you're on the new 1017, The Truth. It's always nice to hear your lovely voice. Uh, yeah, I like to take my lunch. Your, your, your phone is breaking up unmercifully. Okay, let me. Um, I said Al is a very smart man. I like to take him to lunch one day. Um, I like his comments. Okay. But you know, I was at Culver's on Sunday, okay? I stopped at um, with the church service. And I stopped at Culver's. I normally don't stop there, but I had to go to the ladies' room, so I bought me some meat, okay? There was a young lady in there with a new baby, about maybe nine months the baby was, and she had, like, two boys with her. Not sure if they were twins, nine years old. Okay. Kid, if I tell you how she acted, she, um, apparently you buy a meal for a child, you get a free ice cream cone or ice cream. So she said, I'm going to sit down, I'll come back and get it later after they finish eating. So I assumed she wanted to take it with her. It was kind of busy. I went to the bathroom. I came back out. She, by that time, she's at the counter. And so the young man that was ringing her up was a young man. He looked like he was a high school kid. Um, she said that, that um, she wanted to see the manager. He didn't give her her ice cream. He said, ma'am, I'm waiting on somebody. I'll, I'll get to you in a minute like that. The manager came over. And so he asked to see a receipt because he heard her getting loud. He had to hear the whole part of that. And she said, what do you mean? I paid for it. You could check with him. Like that. And, and he said, or what happened? And so she went to say, I went to sit down. I came back up to get it, whatever, like that. So they said, well, just a minute, because he had asked her a receipt, and she kind of got belligerent about that. You're disappearing again. 
he went to explain to, to, to the manager and to her, he was going to get it for her because she had went to sit down and eat her food first. You know, she took all the cups that were stacked up on the counter where they served the public and threw them on the floor. She hit her hand and threw them all on the floor. Then she went to strike at him, the young man. And wow. she got very loud and angry over nothing. Wow. Young girl in her 20s. And then there's a security guy there. I actually thought he was um, armed security and a deputy, but he was there and he had a bulletproof vest on. And so he said, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the place. Her whole foul mouth came open and people said, man, why you got to do that in front of these two, these kids? That's how they learn. And so is that how you learn? Somebody said, yes, she really got ugly. They just told her to leave the place and she left. But somebody said, I would have called the police on her and gave her a ticket. He said, no, she got two kids. She's just upset. Let her leave. Like that, you know. What would Why you have people, done? Huh? What 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 would you have done if you were the manager? Oh, the other other restaurant. Yes. Oh, well, he was trying to talk to her, and and he said, "Ma'am, you don't have to get all loud. I'm just trying to figure out what happened so I can serve you." <laughs> By that time, her, she escalated, and it was all over at that point. So okay. then, what would you have so done? Like that. So what would you have done? Would you have well, called the police? The security told her to leave. But then, you know, security told her to leave. So security runs the first show. Looks like there. He just told her, "You're gonna have to leave the store, ma'am." And okay. by that time, she she left. And if she didn't leave, what would you have done? Well, if she didn't leave, and she's gonna see. Well, I think eventually she probably would have straightened out. I no, mean, see now, now, now you're thinking and hoping and going down the line. But now you got to do something. You're at the point. Well, where she, she okay, refuses well, she to leave. If it escalated, I would have called the police, yes. But what do you mean escalated? See, was. watch this. You keep adding on things. She always has to do one more thing, right? At some point, you have to hold people accountable for what they did and then call. But you keep giving her one extra thing. Like, how far no, does no, she I'm go? Say, uh, now, you want to know the truth about it? No, lie to me. I answered that way to see what you're saying. <laughs> but the truth about it is that she should have paid. She should have paid for the cups that she threw down on the floor. Right. She should have paid for those and got right. a ticket. Because now she she, she committed damage. Yeah, sure. Well, they probably would have wrote her a right, ticket. Because, you know, they would have wrote her a disorderly uh, conduct ticket. They would have wrote her a disorderly right, conduct because, ticket. Because you know what? That's not her first rodeo. And to show some small children that were in there, it looked like they belonged to her. They were with her and a mm-hmm. baby she had on one other arm. That wasn't appropriate. And once you start putting your foot down with people, maybe they'll, they'll learn. They'll say, oh, I can't go out and do this. But that's not the first time I believe she acted a fool. Yeah, but, but then people, people complain really, that you're picking, on, you're picking on a little baby girl with kids. Then what? You know, no, no, I'm going to tell you I'm picking on baby girl about. I'm going to tell you what I'm picking on baby girl about. What's that? Don't go there and no one has to say anything to you. You know why? Because that young man, she uh, she almost literally, and so they blocked her, hit him that was reading up the register. Now, that would have been another ball game because he was a child himself. As a Again, why in. are we waiting for her to hit somebody? Why can't we hold her accountable for what she did then and there? Right. That's it. She, right. She threw the, right she, well, when she threw the cups over there, all the train reactions all at one time. No one expected her to take her hand and knock the, cop, the cups off the counter right. and then put her hand up at the, at the child. And then the one guy blocked her. He said, we ain't doing this. We ain't doing this. And the manager said, ma'am, all you got to do is, is let me know and I'll give it to you. And the security said, no, she got to leave right now. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it. But man, what, what's going on with people? Are these drug babies coming of age or what? See, here's the, he, here's the problem with that. We keep trying to figure out what it is and then we try to mitigate it like it's not that big. Oh, I understand why you did that because you were. No, no, listen, no I don't, I you don't did it. You're responsible. But let's stop trying to find. Um, or, or add things with information we don't have and say, is, is it drug babies? No, we, we don't know. 
Well, even if it is, a, a, a disciplinary person who has mental health issues is not. No, don't do that either. Don't add mental health okay. either. They, knew, they know Let what to do. Be they responsible. Know what to do. They know right from wrong. Yeah, that's true. So if you keep telling somebody they got a handicap, you know what's going to happen? They're going to fake with that handicap, okay? Right. They're going to use that to their right. advantage. Right. That's, that's, okay. that's why we have. Thank, thank you. Appreciate it, Kathy. That's why we got to tell people, you know, when you keep telling children you ain't, you ain't no good, you just like your daddy, you just like your mama. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. What if you told a child you could be whatever you want to be? You can be, you are smart. If it's difficult, that's you learning. Difficulty is a part of life. The more you struggle, the more you grow, the more you grow, the better you are, the better you are. The more money you make, the more people you can make happy. That the people that lie to you and tell you money can't make you happy, they're lying to you. You can make other people happy with money. You can give to other people. That's the beauty of it. But yet we sit around and we complain about things instead of just being about things. But, hey, go figure. At some point, it'll get better. It has to. Otherwise, I think we will be in for a long summer. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. The new 1017 The Truth is excited to be back celebrating the 52nd annual Juneteenth celebration in Milwaukee, one of the oldest in the country. Make sure you join us on Monday, June 19th, as we broadcast live from the Juneteenth celebration, 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. I'll be there from about, I think, 11.30 to 2, something like that. Uh, Stop by our table, play some games, win some swag. Say what's up to your favorite Truth teammates. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Juneteenth is presented by our founding partners, American Family Insurance Gruber Law Offices, Associated Bank, member FDIC, and is sponsored by Educators Credit Union, Tayback Law, and Molson Coors. 833-212-1017 is the number. Jess, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Um, I just wanted to call in just because I was really interested in the conversations that were kind of going on. And then also, like, the answers that you kind of, like, were repeating off of it. Just because, like, that whole um, addicted to ignorance, what Al had said. And then you, where you acknowledge the fact, like, if you're unaware that you're, like, addicted to something, is it really, like, addiction? And that kind of sat with me because it's, like, 
addicted to ignorance is kind of like if you think about someone being addicted to anything else, like an opioid, it's like, do they know that they're addicted? So it's like at that stance point, it's like, do they think they're addicted or is it just like an outsider's point of view that looks at it like addiction? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know that 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 just like, it really like it made me think a little bit. And also when you had mentioned when Kathy was on where like if you tell a child growing up, like you can have anything you want. What would that what would that process be like? What would the difference be than telling a child, you know, like this is what it is like. This is how it is growing up. Just because like for me, um, I grew up on like welfare and stuff like that. Money really wasn't something that was very accessible to us. Right. And I'm very spiritual. I really like I tap in like completely like I am a firm believer of manifestation, a higher power, law of attraction, law of detachment. And I am only um, I'm 20 now and I've gotten myself here like that thus far. And it's strictly because I've told myself like anything I want. I deserve it and I can have it. And I feel like that message needs to just be like spread out more because like how you said it before, like when we realize it and when we tap into that energy, we really can get anything that we deserve. And I try so hard to use myself as an example for my friends, family, just like when you really just like believe in that higher power and believe that you deserve it because and everyone does, everyone has that energy in them where they have a higher power to consist of that type of mindset. It's just that whole like, being aware of wanting to tap into that. And I don't know, I just feel like that message just, it, it needs to be out more. And I love how spirituality is less taboo now, because I remember back when I was getting into it in like 2016, it was kind of still taboo, like people were kind of still skeptical about it. But now it's like everyone knows about manifestation, which is beautiful, because it's like when you tap into that, you really can just like get whatever you're wanting to get out of the universe. And I just think that that's a beautiful concept. And I just kind of wanted to Uh, make that aware that like, you know, like more people should definitely try and tap into that because how I look at life is the same possibility of failure is the same possibility of success. So why sit here and say like, Oh, I can't be a millionaire. Why not? The same possibility of you being a millionaire is the same possibility of you not being a millionaire. So then let me ask you a question. Do you put parameters? Do you put parameters on that? Because what if you desire something Mm -hmm. that's harmful what if you desire something that harms other people? You still win, but it harms other people. So you, I think you have to be self-aware enough to put parameters on that. That just, you know, all oh, things that are lawful, oh, all things that are lawful are not expedient. Just because you can get it doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. No, exactly. And that's where I feel like so then how do you know? But then how do you know? For me, for me personally or mm-hmm. in a general sense? You. You, me personally. Yes. Well, I, I like I say, I'm very firm with manifestation. I, I'm not I talking about that. I'm talking about how do you know that what you're asking f- to manifest itself is actually good mm-hmm. for you? Or are you just saying you want something? I like that. I want that. Hello. I think she might have dropped off. Like she's on the line, and I see it but I don't hear. So let me, let me put her on hold. And if she, if she calls back or comes back or, but you know, how, how do you know that, you know, you want to, is is she there? Okay. How do you know if something you're asking for, you should actually have, like, I know some stuff I want to ask for, but I probably shouldn't have it. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? You still Hello? there, Jess? All right, there you are. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what happened. I think you started to break up, and then I think I lost connection there for a second. But I'm sorry about that. Um, That's okay. Yeah, I was answering there. Um, but what I was going to say was how I can put that into perspective is really it's like if you – if you really truly desire something, no, um, I don't. I don't want a general and, answer. I want for you. How do you know? For me, that yeah. <laughs> for me personally, how I know is yes. because I, I how I know when I I can get it is because I deserve it. That's nah, come and on. I don't make this, I yes. material. Do do you deserve ten million dollars? Do I just if I do I deserve to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I asked you. Do you deserve ten million dollars? Then yes, yes, there's every possibility that I deserve. Everyone deserves that stance. Anyone does. It's just a fact of tapping into that energy and wanting to be receptive. And what energy is that? And what energy is that? That energy is tapping into your higher power energy. I don't don't know what that is. What do you mean by higher power? Higher power is whatever you believe in, tapping into God, the universe. Mm-hmm. It's just simply ma- prayers, manifestation, whatever you want to believe in. Okay. You just have to put that energy into it. Okay. And what I can use as an example, because you're kind of like using it more or less like materialistic things. No. And I don't use it for materialistic things. I use it for health, um, well-being, making sure my family is okay. And what I do by doing that is I put that out into the universe. I say it as if I already have it or as if it's already happening. So. Happening. What if you one, need something one, materialistic then? How do you generate the energy to get that to happen? Okay, I'll be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. I manifested my car. I manifest I started sure. manifesting it in when I was 19. And what happened? Um, my specific manifestation was I got it. Um, but the thing is that you have to be very specific with manifestation. No, 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 no. I want to know day. the process to get it. See, you, you keep speaking yep, in very I general. Okay. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah, say. So All right. This is my process of it. The energy that I put out, this is my process. I said every single day, I love my BMW X5. I have 96,000 miles on it. And nothing's wrong with it. I have red interior. I got it by the age of, or I got it at, um, at 22. That's what I said all the time. I want to know how you got it. I don't, I got that. I got it by that, that, that's how I got it. No, it didn't just drop out of the the air. That's what I'm trying to put out though. That's what my, that's literally my whole point of view of calling is. But I'm not talking about your point of view. I'm talking about the, the underlying things that had to happen. Did you go to the store? Did someone call you and say, Hey, I want to give you the car. Did you save up your money and the car became available? Did you go hunting for it and you found it and buying it was so easy that you got it without any? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's the detail I want to know. That's, yeah, that's what I, okay, so when I put that out, what happened was I was looking for a car because I just had a mishap with my um, Lexus, the engine mm-hmm. completely blew. So I was looking for a car ASAP. Okay. I was like, you know what, F it. I'm going to go ahead and get my dream car. I'm going to just do it. And so what I was doing, I was looking online, and then all of a sudden this um, auto shop just popped up. And I looked, and completely, like, well enough, the exact car that I wanted, it was a little bit off. I will mm-hmm. say it was an experience of X5, but I did get my red interior. There and you I go. did get my 96,000 miles on the car. And it was a different generation, but mm-hmm. what had happened, it was it was literally that easy process. And right. I kid you not, the down payment that I had to put down was literally 500 bucks. And then it ended up turning into a, um, I, I finance my cars personally, and it's the easiest finance I've had. Right. Um, my, my Lexus actually was way more expensive 
um, insurance and everything and the loan payments than this car that I even have now. And it's just crazy to me because when when you put that type of energy, because I was really just, I, I felt like I deserved it. Because what had happened with Alexis, I was like, you know what, like that's, forget it. Because at that point I was like, I'll wait till I'm older, you know, get a better <laughs> car. That's why I was like, at, you know, okay. at, at 22 I'll get it. But what ended up happening was in in the year of 2022, that's when I got the car instead of age 2022. But I got you do, it but you do grasp the fact that you had to put the work in. Of course you do. Okay. Oh, See, you that's that, that's my and, issue. Um, right. Manifest right. anything into your lap. Right. But a lot a lot of people say that energy, and speak the yes, language, but, but they don't. Tell you yeah. this is what I had to do. Yeah. To get oh yeah, it. no, no, no. Oh yeah, no. But the thing okay. is, is that right. it was such an easy process. Oh, and sure. then um, other than that, sure. Yeah, that's the best part. But the thing is, is that um, if I wouldn't have tapped into that like energy, or if I wouldn't have put in that faith, it probably wouldn't have been such a quick process. You know what I mean? Like it probably would have taken months. I got that car, the Lexus, like destroyed on my birthday, so November fourth, and then I got that car in December, okay. not even. So. Yeah, so it was a pretty fast process. But I guess my stance point is more or less just like if you you have to obviously put in the work. It's not just going to come flat to you. But when you put in the work and you kind of tap into that energy and you are well deserving of it, you get blessed m- m- mad, like a lot. You get you just get ble- blessed a lot for sure. I think you have and, a very um, personal. I don't mean to cut you off because we're running way behind. Because I really wanted to hear your story because you have a you have a you have a powerful testimony. But you also Thank you. added the fact that what the part that people need to always hear is all they see is the end. All they see is the BMW mm-hmm. X3. What they don't understand mm-hmm. is you had to go on the Internet. You had to look for it. You had to find it because you were hoping and you were believing that that's what was going to happen. There's a exactly. there's a there's a significant step between believing something to be manifested or, or thinking of those things that are not as if they are. And actually putting the work in so that it comes to fruition. So I want to say thank you, Jess. I appreciate your call. I, yeah, I want to say thank you, too, for having this um, conversation with me. I really appreciate, you know, you coming and having a conversation, actually, not just letting me uh, ramble on. But thank you so much for having me on and, like, letting me run past the time and um, letting me just kind of get my word out. But, yeah, I just, as long as you put in the work and you d- d- feel like you deserve it, anything can be yours in this reality. All right. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris look who walked in the studio speak them up speak of those things that are not as if they are hey sherwin should be here oh wait a minute there's sherwin there's sherwin speak of those things that's not good enough it's not because i don't talk with a southern accent no it's not southern you just dr ken harris you know what i was driving in my mercedes and i was saw some things 
And then I didn't like what I saw. That's not good enough. All right. I got to work but, on it. But then again, I got to work on it. Oh, that's a good Sherwin. Oh, that's a good Sherwin. That's not bad. That's not bad. So this is what we're doing so this in the is last what we're doing segment of the your last show. last segment huh? of your show, huh? I knew I shouldn't have stopped <laughs> in here. It was good to see you, Dr. Ken. What's going on? What's going on with you? I blew my top this morning, Dr. Ken. Why is that? What, what, what'd you do? What'd you do now? Well, I don't like all of the unnecessary details in the shared revenue deal to get this 2% sales tax. I hate them. And now I'm starting to hear from friends who have businesses, get this, in Milwaukee, but mm-hmm. on the borders of, like, South Milwaukee, yep. on the border of Cudahy, yep. where at their establishments, the sales tax is going to be almost 8%, but literally next door and across the street, it's right. going to be 5.8, yep. less than 6%. So right. it's, it's a bit of a problem. I also think a it bit? to show the political inexperience of those who have been negotiating this deal on our behalf. You mean, like, the mayor and the— Keep going, the, yep. All of them. County executive. Yeah, all of them. And so when you stand up and you say that the 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 your your aldermatic district representative has more has the enough enough experience with you that they can speak for you as to whether or not you want to vote for a tax increase is idiotic. But that's what he said. That's what the mayor said. Yeah, and you got a bunch of them that are only serving you know, one year one terms year. until right. they get a full four year term right. next year. They don't have the votes though. This is what I come to find out. They need a two thirds vote. They need no. They don't have it. No, they're not even close. No. So it's going to be interesting. Who who would say you know what? Give up your civil rights, literally, and let somebody else take money out of your pocket that you're already complaining that you don't have any money in your pocket, and inflation really hasn't hit the high that's expected. Not only that, we could see uh, a recession. And we're still dealing with high prices from the pandemic and, you know, shipping and all these other issues that we're still having. Raising prices will be because this is a tax on literally everybody. Yep. Yep. Supply chain issues are still an issue. So, yeah, it's it's going to be something. We'll see how it goes. And I came up with a solution. What's that? Uh, The city has the ability to issue municipal bonds. We'll issue municipal bonds for a couple of years in order to pay the pension obligations. Your pension included, Dr. Ken. Yes, sir. And then we get a toll road because Robin Voss has been supporting of a toll. I've been saying toll road. That's what I said the other day. Well, then you're right. We agree. We agree. Not the first time. You know that, right? Well, no, we agree a lot, except for when we disagree. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I'm judiciously watching your clock because I know how it is when you have guests that have no concept of time on the radio. That's true, especially when I talk to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do the thing where you you fade out with music. You're classier than me. (laughs) You just leave. Yeah, I tell people just to kiss my John Q. Hine parts, and I just take off. Wow. Not to be confused with John Q. Public. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Sometimes they're one and the same. That's true. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Make sure you check out The Truth with Sherwin Hughes, Monday through Friday, 9 to 12, back in his old slot, shaking and baking. Of course, end your day with me, Truth in the Afternoon. Tory Lowe's show is coming up next. I want to say thank you to Rhea and everybody who's made this such a great show, not to mention Sherwin Hughes. God bless. Take care. I'm out.